If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. You hear that, guys? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the Money Vikings <laughs> podcast, and it's Sunday, and I'm hanging out with my friends. All right. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm going to wear my mesh tank top to this, too. Yeah. <laughs> and we were born in the USA. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> That's awesome. I left my mullet out. Hey, everybody. I, I wanted to surprise you guys with something today, and uh, that came to mind. Just, I'm just feeling it, you know. I'm shocked. You totally surprised. Me. <laughs> I know. I want every 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 show. I kind of want to throw some curve. That's my new goal. Is I want to throw some curveball at you guys oh, and just see how you react. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Money Vikings podcast. I'm here with Jerry and Bob. Uh, we got a great show. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna go through covered calls today, and we're gonna talk about uh, why we love dividends. Uh, but yes. first, how you guys doing? How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I had a uh, had a nice week. Um, yeah, overall the the market seems to be uh, grinding higher and higher, uh, despite everything that's going on. It's just uh, strange. And, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of watching it. I'm trying a few new techniques. I'm, I'm, uh, learning about this, uh, the scalping technique called the, uh, the two legged trade <laughs> where, uh, yeah, you just, you dive into a future, you, uh, you look for a pullback, two legged pullback. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, so it's, I probably overtraded a little bit on that and, uh, spent way too much on commissions, but, uh, Ooh. We don't like commissions. Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Telling you don't you. get that. You don't get futures for free with uh, with Robin Hood. I don't even know if you can do futures with Robin Hood. But uh, there's a guy yeah. here that doesn't pay commissions. His name's Bob. Yeah, Bob. You know. <laughs> nice. You so gotta not, hook me not, up. Not a fan of it. Not a fan of it. Not a fan of it. No, I, I, I've, I, you know, and I've, I've actually started to dabble in uh, Weeble uh, a little bit as well. Nice. Um, so it's, yeah, but it, yeah, Any, anytime I can do stuff without doing any sort of fees, I, I'm, I'm so want to pull anything I can out of my Vanguard, but I know I can't because it's, uh, it's tied, it's tied up. Yeah. So. Hey, still, hey man, still keep that buy and hold 
you know, chunk going as well. In my, in my for book, the, uh, you know, for the futures, it's uh, it's a three dollar round trip. You know, three dollars. It? It's basically like a dollar fifty to get in and another dollar fifty wow. to get out. So as long as you can make more than three dollars, <laughs> right, on one right. of these scalps, you should be okay. Well, not bad. Well, speaking of commissions, I sent you guys a couple articles this week because, you know, the Robinhood uh, traders are getting a lot of attention, right? Kramer's yeah. talking about them. Everybody's talking about Robinhood now. And uh, yeah. I sent your article that's talking about like shows like ours where there's a there's a craving and there's a real uh, urge to for people, for average retail investors like us, just normal guys looking for information and uh, mm -hmm. looking to learn about investing. And I I am like, I tell you what, I am like such a fan of this and, and I get it like there, you know, I don't want people to go nuts and lose a bunch of money. So, I mean, don't, don't go off the deep end, everybody, but like, you know, the more you can learn these tools and these skill sets about investing and managing your money, just the stronger right. you're going to be. I mean, so right. I'm loving it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think it's, it, it because it's, it's, you're talking about the, um, the, that wave of investors that are, you know, uh, it's it's people who aren't ex who aren't knowledgeable or extremely knowledgeable in in the space, and so they're always looking for help. It's a, it's a uh, new wave of people that are used to going to YouTube to look for things, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's very beneficial to have uh, podcasts and blogs and stuff like you know Money Vikings to for these individuals to actually search, look up, go to, and have a resource to guide them through the process and kind of give them a helping hand for sure. We were, you know, and you know, I think, I think, uh, Jerry, we've been at this for like a few years now. I mean, we, you guys have, right. Yeah. yeah. It's been, yeah. And, and, you know, we just started, we would get together and just talk investing, talk various stock ideas. And, <laughs> and we, and we really just, it, it's just become this big, like learning tool, you know, right. um, which is great, you know? So, and, uh, Bob, you know, Bob set up, uh, has expanded the group and has expanded to like uh, different investing groups. I encourage, I really, that's another thing I really want to encourage people, like find a group to like talk about right. this stuff with. Right. I mean, that's been really absolutely. helpful for you, Bob. Yep, um, absolutely. Finding a group. We're all like learning from each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's great. I, I just, I learned so much from everybody um, all the time. So. Because well, you can't, you can't, you can't have one person be um, the absolute knowledge center because there's there's so many different ways you can go, different um, styles, different um, uh, kind of uh, markets that you know, there, there's too much too much information out there to have a realistic expectation that one individual person is going to be the know all and and do it. And I think it helps having those groups because then it's kind of you can cast the net and you can it's kind of what we do, right? You 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 kind of pick ideas off of each other and, and you lean on somebody who has kind of a strength in a certain area, you know, and bingo. I say for me, like, I love the analytic side. I, I love the, the analysis. I love the patterns. I, and stuff like that. Um, so oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You're finding that you like the patterns and the, okay. Mm -hmm. that, that makes it, you're very visual, Bob. I mean, right. You always have been. So yeah. you know, Bob's got a little graphic design and, and builder skill set. Um, nice. you know, that's a, that's a yeah. great segue because, uh, you know, speaking of, um, you know, different methods, uh, Jerry's going to talk about covered calls or give us an intro, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
I hope I can do it justice. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll talk about covered calls. We'll talk about dividends, which are which are actually very similar in, in many ways. And and some people even call uh, covered calls synthetic dividends because they uh, they generate dividends on uh, underlines that maybe wouldn't even uh, generate them in the first place. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. But um, yeah, should I just dive in, Greg? And yeah, man, getting Let's started. Yeah. All right. Take, cool. us, take us down the uh, covered call path. All right. Cool. Well. Yeah. What? Oh, I was going to say, well, you know, we could uh, we'll ask you questions along the way if uh, we're like. Hey, oh, I hope you do. This. Yeah, I hope you do. Yeah. I hope you do. Yeah. So, do you like to buy things at a discount? I tell me more. I like when Tesla drops the price of its cars. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, covered calls are kind of a way to purchase stocks that uh, you're interested in owning at a discount or maybe stocks you already have. You may be able to uh, use them to juice your uh, returns even more if they pay dividends. Um, essentially, kind of let me start with the textbook definition, which you know, may help some people. It doesn't necessarily help me, but I, I think it just kind of grounds us into what they are. And so a covered call, when you sell a call, you're selling someone the right to buy your stock. So you already own this before the expiration date at a predetermined price. Okay. So think about that for a minute. You're basically saying, you know, you have this hundred shares of something uh, and you're willing to sell it to them um, any time before, let's say a month out in the future, um, at a predetermined price. Now, obviously, you want that price to be higher than where the stock is today. Um, you may want it to be at the money too, and 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 for that risk that you're taking, um, you need to be willing. Well, you're compensated with a premium, and some some guidelines is that you're going to want to collect at least one percent of the stock price as that premium. For any less, it may not be worth the risk that you're taking. Um, and you can't be married to the stock. And okay. you know, some stocks that people purchase, they, they love them, they wanna hold them forever, and they just wanna see them grow and grow and grow. And that's great, but perhaps covered calls are not the right strategy for you if you are completely in love with this stock and you don't want to sell it i would say to that you can always buy it back again if you want you don't Jerry, have to can I, can I ask you a question? yeah please it, so i've always when i i love the way you describe these things and and i've always kind of you know i i work in the world of contracts so i always kind of think of them as mini contracts they Is are that a good that's analogy? exact that's exactly what they are i okay. probably should have okay. started with that but no, 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 that's i mean when you when you buy a call yeah you're 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 purchasing a contract you're on the other end uh, and, and when you're selling them, you're, you're, yeah, you're basically, I mean, that's what these options are. They're standardized contracts that, uh, people are buying and selling and the, the value of these contracts go up and down with different things in the market changing. So yeah, they're, they're standardized contracts. That's why we can do them so fast and, and such high volume over, you know, over, you know, millions of them every day. Um, right. That's why. That's why it works. I think like there's that. a lot of people in the world that 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 explanation of them dominates, you know, because we're, really everybody in the world that that lives and does certain things, you 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 become familiar with contracts in our life. I mean, you right. know, when you sign a lease, you're signing a contract. When you you know, um, 
you know, there's all kinds of examples where you're signing a contract. When you go buy a car, most people bought a car. You're signing a contract. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, when you're when you're selling these covered calls, they also sometimes they call them buy rights. You're sell, You're basically taking on an obligation. Think of you can think of it that way too. You're taking on an obligation to uh, to sell the the stock back to someone else. You're giving someone else control. You're giving up the control of you being the owner of that stock in exchange for a premium. Now this this may only well, educate me or correct me if I'm wrong here, but this this strategy would probably make more sense if somebody were not looking necessarily at the long game with a with a company. They they have maybe a strategy or plan to try to maximize on profit and they have these hundred shares that they aren't going super long with. Maybe they're going long, but not super long. And they're looking to kind of offload them at some point and get a little little extra oomph, a little extra gain out of it with that offload. Yeah. That is that yeah. is definitely okay. a very popular use case. You you have a stock, you've seen it appreciate for quite a while now, and you're starting to think about selling it. You're you're thinking maybe I want to lock in some profits, and if it hits my target that I'm happy with, let's say Amazon gets to four thousand or something like that, probably mm-hmm. will happen next week. Um, right. You know, I'm willing to sell it, and for that I, I will take a premium. So it's it's great for stocks that you're thinking maybe you want to sell. Um, and, you know, some people think when it exceeds the strike price and you're assigned and you have to sell the stocks to the other party, that's a bad thing. I don't, I don't think it is. I think that's what you want to have happen when you enter, covered call, when you enter a covered call. You, right. you want the stock to, to grind up, exceed the strike price. You, you then uh, you sell it to them. And, uh, you know, you keep your premium. If it doesn't happen, it's just kind of wash, repeat, and rinse until it does. And you'll, yeah. you'll take a look at your strikes, and you'll see where it is in, uh, you know, 30 to 60 days or whatever time frame you're comfortable with. And then you'll, uh, you'll continue collecting premiums. I'm doing that right now with AT&T. I think I had a covered call on AT&T at $30.50 about a month ago. Uh, it didn't, it just, uh, it didn't get to that. So I, I rolled it out and I, I sold another call at $30 and the stock's 29, um, $29. So, uh, you know, I still own it. I'm kind of watching it carefully, but if it, if it goes above 30, I'm, I'm going to be happy to sell it and maybe I will purchase it again and repeat or wait for a pullback and do so, Jerry, what, would you only do this with stocks that you're bullish on that you think are going to go up? I would I would be very careful um, to choose stocks that it's kind of a complicated answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm okay. super bullish on it, if it I, I wouldn't I think if you did this with something like Tesla and let's say we're all just super bullish on Tesla. Beside, you know, the price aside, because buying 100 shares of Tesla is not uh, it's not that cheap. <laughs> that's, that's easy, right? <laughs> we, we, got all, but, we got that. <laughs> but price aside, um, you, you know, for stocks that are making extremely violent moves up or down, I, I don't know that covered calls, for me personally, are the right way to go. I mean, there's, there's kind of this conundrum where you want the implied volatility to be high enough that you're getting right. paid a decent premium, but not so high that uh you know the stock shoots up and you're pissed off because you've missed out on you know 50 or 60 dollars of, of gain you know the thing okay so hmm. you got to kind of find a 
sweet spot. You know, we've been watching mm-hmm. AT&T for years and it kind of hovers between, I don't know, 28, 29, 34, you know, maybe higher. But mm-hmm. so, you know, range bound stocks that kind of do that, you can use that to, uh, to get more premium. You're obviously going to get dividends. The things though, that you will have to watch out for when you are choosing a stock to do a covered call, you have to watch the earnings dates because those um, like if, if you're comfortable with that and you think the earnings are going to be positive or, or negative, really, whatever, just be aware that something could happen at earnings right. that could really change right. the, uh, the risk profile. Um, also watch out for the, the dividend pay date and the ex-dividend dates because those are dates that are key for options traders where they could start doing the mental math and figure out whether or not it's going to be um, a better deal for the person that purchased the call to just exercise it now or wait for the uh wait for the dividend to be paid so and and i've been called away kind of i I may have lost you know 30 or 40 bucks but it's happened to me it's not the end of the world being assigned is not scary or anything but you just kind of got to be aware of those things that are coming up so i would say watch the earnings date watch the uh, ex-dividend dates um and watch the dates that uh, they're paying dividends before you go into one of these things. Look so about- Jerry, let me ask you, is, so is the, is the worst case scenario then that you'll end up owning the stock in a lot of ways? Like I always like to, like before you go into yeah. an investment, like what, I, you know, it's always good, I, I think, like any kind of investment, what's the worst case scenario? And that could be anything. You know, if you, if you buy a house, if you buy, you know, a bond, a stock, I mean, are you, you know, yeah. obviously there's a, there's a probability there. I mean, there, you know, the probability of the worst case is sometimes. Yeah. Involved, yeah. So you know? the, the worst case scenario is that the stock goes to zero. Okay. Right. All right. So what are you left with? You're left with the premium you collected and that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Stock is zero. Now, if, as long as it's not delisted and you're still holding it and you're, you're comfortable long-term, you can keep it and become a long-term investor on that. You could try and sell if it doesn't go to zero and just goes down a little bit. You can look and see if the calls are paying anything worth your time. Um, you know, before, right after COVID hit, I had some uh, some underlyings that just went way down. Delta Airlines, I had some some lot three lots of Delta yeah. Airlines, and uh, when that went down, like I thought, okay, well maybe I'll just look into covered calls. Well, the premiums for the covered calls at the strike price that I need back to. Uh, you know, get my cost basis under control is they're paying like, you know, $1, $2. It's just not worth it. So I'm sort of just waiting for Delta to slowly uh, grind higher until mm. uh, until it's worthwhile to start selling covered calls again. And um, so again, Jerry, the advantage is that you are like with all, a lot of options trades, you have to put less capital up a front, correct? Like, like you're not buying, you're not putting all the money into buying all those shares of AT&T, right? You, oh, no, you are. You are. Oh, you are in this case. Okay, <laughs> With the, so yeah, that's, that, covered yeah, call is no. different than a regular market call. Okay, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Covered call, the reason it's covered is because you own the stock. So you are yeah. either buying it when you enter the transaction, you're buying 100 shares, and at the same time, you are selling a call option to... Um, Oh, I to, see. To sell yeah. those shares at some point in the future. At some point. Worst case between scenario, a covered call and just a regular. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're selling it for a high price, basically, and it's kind of that's just sort of uh, you're collecting premium along the way, and you're selling at a pre predetermined higher price. Um, you know, yeah, covered calls kind of kind of feel like more like my style because I you you guys both know that 
you know, I'm not as smart as you guys. Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, very no. good looking. I'm very good looking. No. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> we got to end this. Let's hang this up. I don't want to, you know. But, uh, no, but, but I mean, but, you know, I, 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 I'm in general, like, more of just a plain bread and butter, you know, investor. Um, but the covered calls, I really like the concept that you own it and that you're collecting premium along the way, which I love how you describe that as a kind yeah. of synthetic dividend. That is so cool. Right. That's so cool. It's such a great way of describing everything. It's well, yeah, I'm, I'm great. So, but yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, it's kind of like the, it's the stepping stone to just doing straight up buying calls without actually owning shares in the stock. It, it's it, so it's, you talk about the risk profiles of buying market shares, doing covered calls, then doing just straight options. And, and I think it's a, it's a good stepping stone to get with your comfort level of risk, which I'll correct me if I'm wrong here, Jerry, is that you're not necessarily, um, it's, it's not the worst risk in the world, right? right? Because you're not yeah, going to, yeah, it so it's, risk. It's, it's just, it's getting, it's getting used to that option side without being full blown. Yeah. option. It's a not, couple, you know, it's um, not, yeah. yeah, not a huge risk owning AT&T in my book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So just to, to kind of bring this home and wrap it up, just a couple of closing thoughts I'd like to like to end with. So on, on covered calls, uh, you know, you talk about the the things that can go wrong. Um, so one it was a great question, Greg, you know, what, what's the worst case scenario? So you own 100 share. You've just bought 100 shares of a stock. You sell you sell a call out of and um, and the stock goes to zero. Well, that's really unfortunate. That's the worst. Um, also, you just want to be mindful of your break even if you if you. Um, if you uh, let's say you you get five hundred dollars in premium for uh, a covered call and the stock's currently trading at uh, thirty, and your strike is thirty five, well, you want to make sure that the stock doesn't go below twenty five. If it goes below twenty five, then you're sort of starting to lose money on paper. Um, now you can keep the stock and it'll be twenty five and maybe it'll come back up and you'll keep the premium, but it it will be going down in in. Uh, in value even more like the premium that you receive is not going to be enough to compensate you. Mm. So mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is that covered calls can really help you lower your cost basis. So if you're, you talked about dollar cost averaging, Greg, and, and purchasing shares and accumulating over time. Well, if, if you take this AT&T example and you do this over and over every 30 days, and let's say you're collecting a uh, 3% return every single uh, month, on on your 100 shares of AT&T, you're slowly, even though you're not buying additional shares for cheaper, in some ways you are lowering the cost basis for the actual stock. So instead of, mm. you know, I, I have a friend that's lowered mm. her cost basis on, uh, I don't know, some stock down to zero. Basically, wow. she did so many covered calls yeah. for like a year. Now the stock is zero. So she can, she can wow. go and write covered calls for, you know, whatever number up there she wants. And You're saying she's collected in premium all of her investment, essentially. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Mm. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> mind. I hope I'm, no, I hope I'm making you excited about these things. They're, they're really a lot of fun. They're really the good first stepping stone options trading strategy. A lot of people heard a very conservative options trading strategy. I'm doing it on gold. Gold does not pay dividends. So... You know, yeah. I've been accumulating gold since the beginning of the year because I'm a genius and I knew that gold was going to go up, <laughs> right? <laughs> so even before any covered calls, my cost basis for gold for 100 shares is 160. 
Last I checked, gold is trading at 182. Wow. So I sold a call awesome. this week at 190. Well, time will tell if that was a good decision or not. To me, I felt like gold had sort of stabilized a little bit. I don't see it going, you know, way up to 2000 or higher. And so I'm just going to kind of, for the next 30 days, uh, I, I think as long as it's uh, anywhere between, as long as it's above what I paid for at 160, mm. I'm fine and I'll just keep collecting. But if it goes above 190, I'll sell and I'll collect my uh, my premium too. I think I got a $200 premium is awesome. for, for gold. You know, so yeah, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, no, I just wanted to kind of, this is all the segue into dividends because gold does not pay dividends, but you can create synthetic dividends. I did this both with gold and silver. And so now it's kind of like wow. they're paying me dividends. So before this show, you know, Jerry, I didn't, I didn't realize there was actually, I mean, that's why it's blowing my mind even more that there was such a connection to dividends. And that's a good segue um, because I love how you're talking about cover calls at synthetic dividends. So I think we need to do feature shows that go even more into these and kind of go through a few examples. Um, yeah. You know, so, so let's yeah. do that. Let's, uh, but yeah, let, let's, uh, you guys want to go into some dividend uh, discussion? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Div dividends are, so I'm going to launch this here. Dividends are so awesome um and i'm and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why and it's not it's not i don't think you I, I i might blow your mind a little bit well i mean it makes sense but it's you know everybody okay so first of all for people out there a dividend basically so if you own every sh some stocks pay a dividend right so for each share it'll spin off the company will basically send you some of their profit uh it's typically every quarter um, you know, some of them go monthly and those are kind of popular too, because you're kind of collecting this monthly check. Um, but basically they're sharing the profit with you, uh, you know, uh, as you own that stock. So if you, I mean, if you own, like, if you own enough AT&T shares, you could collect a dividend, uh, that basically pays for your cell phone bill. Right. Yeah. And, and he, yeah. He, here's why I really like dividends. You hear time and time again, financial freedom, conquering financial freedom is about creating passive income streams, right? Or different income streams, right? Mm -hmm. What's beautiful in my mind about dividends is that you can, like anybody, like literally any, I mean, not, not anybody, but like 95% of the people out there can, can log on to like their Robinhood and be, begin creating passive income streams tomorrow. And so what's, what's, what's right. unique about that in my mind is that it is very hard to build your own business. It's very hard to set up a rental property situation. Those are things that pay lots of very wealthy people, right? Passive income, people that own mm -hmm. businesses and own rental property. They're some of the wealthiest people in the world, right? They collect tons of passive income. They, they get up yep. every day, they go out and exercise, they do whatever the hell they want each day. And guess what? That rental property income and that business income rolls in, you know? Yeah. They might have to yep. do some things every once in a while, but I tell you what, it's, it's a lot different than a lot of us, you know, working stiffs where you're grinding it out every day. You got the boss, you've got the deadlines. You guys know it's hard to make a buck, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make a buck. Yep. So if you can make your bucks make bucks, um, that is that is the long-term key. So that is why I love dividends is because people can literally, you know, like tomorrow get up uh, and start buying stocks that pay dividends. So, so uh, you know, I'm going to launch it with that. I do a lot of focus on dividends because I am always trying to create like passive income streams. Now, the thing with dividends and stocks, I mean, it takes a lot of stock 
to build what you what someone you know would consider a healthy you know you know people really need hundreds of thousands of dollars in some of these you know dividend investments in order to spin off enough money that it's something you can actually do something with right and live on i mean most of us sure me included right in my Robinhood account it's like oh Great. You know, your four dollars and thirty three cents from Medtronic, you know, has been reinvested. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, free coffee, you know, but I'm, but right. I'm not going to like quit my day job and pay the rent. Um, I don't know. So I'll start with that. But what do you got? What do you guys think about dividends initially? I think they're awesome. And uh, the, the only the only thing that uh, I worry about with dividends is, is the company going to keep paying dividends and. Mm-hmm. You know, would a company that pays super high dividends, like why wouldn't everybody just go into their scanners and run a search and say, give me the company that pays the highest yield for, you know, for 100 or, or just for whatever number of shares? Well, right. Why well, why isn't everybody doing that? Can I, yeah, typically that you want me to answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Typically, that's a red flag. So, yeah, you, you want a healthy dividend. But there's but the, the common sort of concept is that when you get too high of a dividend, there tends to be something wrong with the underlying uh, stock. And what we're talking about is the dividend yield, which is a factor of the price of the stock at the moment and the amount of the dividend. So if each share pays, you know, a dollar a quarter and, you know, the stock, you know, if the stock is really low, that's going to be a high yield. Um, but, but a lot of folks will say that that can sometimes, like you're saying, Jerry, that's not always a good, um, long-term bet. And you want to be a little weary of those because they usually can't last. Um, so, not a good indicator of strength. So what, yeah. what I do, I know Jerry's sort of these, I don't know if you have Bob, I stick to, I stick to dividend aristocrats. Do you know what those are? You heard? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so for folks that don't know, so the aristocrats are the companies that have paid a, consec- a consecutive increased dividend for over 25 years, right? And so what that says to me is that, number one, if they've done that for 25 years, they've been through several market cycles. They've been through depressions, or not depressions. We have anyone, well, I don't know what we're in right now, but we're in a pandemic. Right. <laughs> for, some, for some people, sadly, it probably feels like that. But you know, th- that company has been through at least several recessions, right? Yeah. They've been through boom times. They've been yep. through, you know, 9-11. They've been through all kinds of weird things, right? Right. And they've proven a track record. See, the, so the thing for me, and in, in this boils down to investment style, because if you have a longer game style uh, accumulation, because we know that um, a lot of the wealthy investors, it, it is a, an accumulation, a long accumulation. Um, the dividends are great. Um, my style in particular right now, and this is just my, the time being right now, isn't necessarily more of that long game. And where the dividends would not be in my best interest to, to, to target for. Um, and I think it, it boils down to play style. So yes, I think dividends are a great thing. Um, for that long-term wealth. Um, but if you're, if you're trading, right, if you're willing and dealing and, and uh, swing trading, day trading, um, or short longs, um, it may not be the best. Let me strategy, ask you, Bob, in your right? situation, do you, and do you have a 401k? Okay. Yes. So you see, you're, you're, you're right. actually probably doing this. Wouldn't you say, Jerry, he's doing it behind the scenes with that? Behind the scenes, right. I, I mean, not that he's collecting the dividends, but wouldn't his 401k technically be like 
reinvesting dividends at some level? Yeah, I mean, the S&P 5, I'm assuming, um, Bob, you're in some sort of S&P 500 index fund in your 401k. Yeah. Hey, that's paying yep. a yield of, I think, 1.9. I'll have to double check that. But something right. like that, you're, you're getting the benefit of the dividends anyhow, uh, you know, over the long term. And I tend and, and I tend to t- keep that different from what I do with the play money, right? Because right? it, it, that's kind of the out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It's going to do what it's yeah. going to do. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, it really does. You bring up a really good point. It really does depend on your your time horizon and what you're looking to do. I mean, some options traders and day traders will listen to us talk about a dividend and a 2% uh, yield and they'll be <laughs> laughing their asses off. Right. <laughs> they'll be like, I could make that in a day. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did that in the like, first 10 minutes. No, Bob, my, and I, yeah. Bob, I think you hit the nail on the head. We all talk about style. Right. And, and, and then, and I would also call it um, diversification because I think, I think there's also yeah. a, a concept of diversification of styles, you know, if and you know again this is you know we don't we don't tell people on this show what to do people do whatever you want <laughs> but i know yeah, for me right, like right. i have a diversification of styles you know um and 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 yeah. the dividends is actually one of them as well um and and one thing that i wanted to bring up to you guys and i, I think you guys know about this but i have found over the years um i've done this particularly with pfizer over the years which hasn't been a big um really hasn't like got it actually might go up a lot now i think it's actually looking like really good pretty good at the moment but um i've owned pfizer for actually this is kind of blowing my mind i've actually owned Jeez. pfizer for 20 years which is crazy wow it's yeah time. so yeah. i've seen a lot of pfizer action over the years but what i've done is um i've done dividend reinvestment with that and that has really supercharged compounding um yep yeah the drip, because, is that what it's drip, called the drip yeah the dividend reinvestment yep. plan uh and what that is for people that don't know is you're having you can do this in your robin hood you're having the dividends instead of collecting the money and just taking it and going buying a Starbucks with my four dollars and thirty three cents. You're having it buy more shares, and um, yeah. I don't know. With I know with Pfizer as, as an example, like I have seen uh, that uh, really supercharged charge compounding. So throw it out there. Well, and, and even with fractional shares, fractional share investment now, it it. it helps as well definitely so definitely. The, yeah the drip actually uh, works even better now with robin hood um allowing for fractional purchases. you know i, I yeah. get it i mean some people are going to say that dividends are fuddy-duddy you're just like oh that's my you know that's grandpa's style of investing but i don't know i i, I would keep an open mind if i were folks because uh again you know not saying it's the only strategy but it might be it might be one of the ways of diversifying your strategies you know but you but you bring up a good you do bring up a good point because I think that that is key for wealth, right? It is diversification. You can't put everything in one bucket and have one strategy in one go. Day traders don't just day trade. They have different portfolios and different buckets that they focus on. They'll have a 401k, they'll have some longs, they'll have some some day trades. They'll do some swings. So that's the other thing I think people need to understand is kind of bringing us back to our initial you know, comments we we're talking about is that a lot of people nowadays are going on YouTube and they're watching these, these 30 minute clips of these, these traders talking about day trading and how easy it is and, and this and that. And, and the mindset is being created that that is the only thing they're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. And that's not the reality. The, it's the diversification. So it is good to talk about dividends, but also I think 
we need to include the asterisks of that is one of the tools in the toolbox and, and should be part of your diversification is actually finding something with good dividend yield. Um, and talking, the aristocrats is a great way to go, but having that as part of the overall portfolio mm -hmm. and not just, it's not just about getting your dividends. It's about having that on your side in the long play along with the, the other mm -hmm. buttons. Sorry. No, no, that's, no, that's awesome. <laughs> These are really important points and things that are not discussed a lot in uh, other podcasts. Yeah. I mean, that's what I love about yeah, the hurting. money Vikings are so awesome. Obviously. And we, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're keeping it real and we're, and we're being honest about it. Like, yeah, there's people yeah. just what you're seeing on a, on a, on a quick YouTube clip. That doesn't mean that's all that person's doing. Um, you know, it's, again, it's just one, it's right. one strategy. So guys, I got to tell you, the time goes really fast on these shows. It really does. We it might, does. We, you know, we, I it mean, does. you know, for our audience out there, we want to make this like packed with like really good information. We don't want to become one of these shows where people just like drone on. Um, but, uh, you know, appreciate everybody listening. Um, do you guys want to, you guys have any final thoughts on dividends? I did have a quote I wanted to end with and uh, uh, some final thoughts, but I wanted to give you guys the floor first. Yeah, I've got uh, one final thought. I would like to challenge our listeners, all 26 of them, to find a uh, stock that is going ex-dividend sometime this week or next week and enter into a covered call with it and see if you can play the game of collecting the dividend on the dividend pay date and also collecting the premium. Man. I've done that. I've done that one time or two times with, uh, I think I did it with uh, Abby. <laughs> Abby V? Abby, Abby. Abby. I love Abby. 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 Yeah. yeah. That worked out for me one time. I think I wrote a post about that. But yeah. Um, but be careful and know what you're doing and know the risk. That's my final thought. <clears throat> Jerry, blowing our minds again. So cool. <laughs> double you double dividend us on the on the way out. Double, double dipping. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, what do you think, Mr. Robert? <laughs> I, you know, there, I, I'm always I I, I enjoy listening to you guys because there is so much there is so much out there to learn from. For for me today, like, you know, I, I want to promote Microvision, man, because you know we've we've talked about this in our little group. That's my that's my my stock lately that I've been focusing on, and and uh, it's there's something coming up around the corner. I know I've said that many times, but. It is a stock that um, is is on the market right now. the The company is is out um, has very clearly stated uh, stated that they're for sale, and they actually produce a lot of the technology that's in um, the Microvision Hololens. Um, they had contracts with Apple, uh, lidar systems, and um, unfortunately, they couldn't they couldn't last the test of time like Tesla did with their the massive R and D reinvestment. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they had to kind of put themselves for mm -hmm. sale. Um, but you know, they, they're, they're getting driven down by the shorts right now and it's a perfect time to come in and buy it up okay. and really buy it up and just, and just hold it. it. So, you so gotta, microvision MVIS, you gotta, that's, you gotta give, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta look out for disclosure right now. that we don't give investing advice. We there don't give go. investing <laughs> advice, but that, I do. I need. Hey, we talk about we talk about AT and T and yeah. and and the others. I gotta throw my my no, baby that's out. Fine. Right that's now, fine. So. It's all good. But yeah, yeah, just please, listeners, we don't give investing advice. <laughs> we are entertainment only. True. It is but, true. Uh, but we but you yes. are, but you are uh, being open about your trades. So you are letting yeah. people know. Absolutely. I love it. It's good stuff, Thank guys. You. Yeah.
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, uh, the quote a quote of the week here that I found that I thought was kind of cool. Um, it said, uh, "Do not indulge in dreams of having what you have not, but reckon upon the chief of the blessings you do possess, and then thankfully remember how you would crave for them if they were not yours." Basically, the point is, everybody, be grateful for what you have because this is definitely a time to focus in on the things we do have. It's very tempting to look out in the world and say. You know, uh, Jerry isn't driving a Lambo yet. And Bobby's, Bobby's not driving a, a Tesla Model X yet. But you know what? We're all blessed and we have a lot to be grateful for. Yep. And being grateful is, I swear to God, the key to wealth. Being grateful for what you have yep. is the key to wealth. And I'm also going to um, end it with this, guys. It was really nice talking with you. And I'll talk with you all next week. Thank you for listening. Every night. Take care, man. Have a great week. Bye, Greg. Bye, right, Bob. Good, good. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye-bye. Jerry. Thanks, Bob. Bye. See you. Bye.